This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. We've talked on this show before about the inequality that women still deal with in many facets of our society, income inequality being one of the biggest. But because of that problem, there are others that pop up as well. One has to do with getting a mortgage for a home. Data has shown that women have a harder time getting a mortgage as well as one with a good rate. But this is occurring despite new data from the Urban Institute that suggests that women do a better job of paying off mortgages than men do. So why does there seem to be an inherent bias in this area? Jun Zhu is a senior research associate in the Housing Finance Policy Center at the Urban Institute. She joins us on the phone right now. Great to have you on the phone, Jun. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to have you. Why is it that women are seemingly better at at paying off mortgages? Well, um, we don't know why right now. Um, People will hopefully start looking at why now. Um, because we know that there is definitely a difference. It it is interesting that uh, that that the women do apparently have a an easier or I won't say easier but do a better job of of paying off the mortgage. How is that? How does that occur? Right. Um, so um, this is what we find. Um, even the control for um, everything else, like um, cycle scores, income, LTV, etc. Um, we do find out that a single woman are perform much better than a um, single man. If, uh, right now, we don't know the, why it is. Right, that. okay. Uh, 844 Wharton is the number if you'd like to join in the conversation. 844-942-7866 if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, part of this is that uh, that they're dealing with higher interest rates. Uh, higher right. settlement payments, uh, that amongst uh, several issues, correct? Right. Um, so um, we find that they, they pay higher interest rates. And actually, um, I think, you know, it is well established that there are two reasons why they pay higher interest rates. Um, one is because they have uh, more subprime mortgages, uh, which cost more, of course. Um, we don't really address that in the paper. Um, but okay. the other reason they pay more is um, the focus of this paper because they have weaker um, credit characteristics. And it is actually justification for why they pay more, right? right. Because they have um, weaker characteristics. And that predicts that they will default more. But um, what we find in our research is that um, this is wrong. They do have weaker characteristics but they do not default more. So there's something about women that is not being picked up in the proxies we use to predict how well someone will do in paying their mortgage. So I think that's what we find in the paper. I, I, I saw, I guess, that uh, that there's a suggestion that in terms of determining uh, determining uh, the the best route for people to be qualifying for mortgages that uh, relying uh, maybe a little bit more on FICO scores could be could be one of the re- one of the things to look at. Right. So I think you know FICO could be more uh, robust and accurate measures of the risk. 
that can take into account the actual performance. And um, I think there are like a new version of FICO, FICO 8, which was introduced in July 2009. And um, Vantage also scores with more recent models. Um, we have not looked at whether or not it might capture this difference better. Right. Um, but government agencies, they rely on the earlier version of FICO. Okay. And it was actually the scores provided by the servicers and used in our paper. I, so the point is that, uh, you know, FICO can and should involve. I, I guess yeah. I, I guess one of the other things uh, to to factor in is from reading this is that when you're talking about single women who are mm-hmm. going to look for a mortgage, that uh, many of these women or a, a, a majority of them uh, end up being minorities who may be living in a lower income area, which I guess is being counted against them, correct? That's right. Well, um, we actually did not find any like discrimination at this point. Right. Okay. We just find that you know there is definitely a flaw in the predictors. Um, so we are research. Our research show that the indicators lenders have been using to determine whether or not someone would do a good job of paying their mortgage have been incomplete. So it's inaccurate. Okay. Right. Um, and definitely, you know, there's some impact on the people living in low-income communities. 844-WHARTON is the number if you'd like to join in the conversation. 844-942-7866. Also joining us for a few minutes, Guy Sakala, who's the CEO of Inside Mortgage Finance. Guy, great to talk to you again. Good to be here. Thank you. Uh, th- this study, uh, I, interesting. I, I would want to get your opinion on, on the uh, on the data that's being brought forward here, because uh, I mean, you're in the industry, so you see this uh, see this on a daily basis. Yeah, um, I guess you know the first impression is it's not that surprising. You know, the mortgage market is um, heavily reliant on credit scores, um, which don't necessarily help single borrowers at all. Ideally, mortgage lenders like two borrowers just because they feel they're doubling their chances that someone's going to pay a mortgage. And, you know, finally, there's really always been somewhat of a disconnect between performance and the ability of a borrower to repay a loan and what a mortgage lender decides when whether or not they give them the loan. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, it's kind of we develop standards for handling millions of loans and we're not very good on a case by case basis. What about the, the what about the point that I, I brought up about involving FICO scores, uh, scores on a little bit more uh, regular basis uh, towards determining who exactly would be the best qualifiers for a mortgage? Well, as you're probably aware, the mortgage market has always been and continues to be. Um, heavily dependent, I would say, yeah. overly dependent on credit scores. Yeah. You know, um, basically, if you've got a low credit score, and it, at this stage, anything below 700, you're considered suspect, and you really have to have compensating factors before you can get a mortgage at a you know good rate or anything at this point. And that's unfortunate. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation. We're joined by Guy Sakala, CEO of Inside Mortgage Finance, Jun Zhu, who is uh, with the Urban Institute. Uh, the other one of the things that that uh, we talked about, Guy, before you came on, is whether or not there actually is a bias 
uh, here uh, in the mortgage industry uh, with doing that. And as you said, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the, the numbers of loans that probably are examined each and every day, but could there potentially be a level of bias in there? Um, I think there can be. You know, the mortgage market prides itself on being colorblind and essentially using a black box. But any sort of black box um, basically discriminates against single borrowers. They discriminate against lower-income borrowers. They discriminate against borrowers with lower credit scores. And if those happen to be predominantly women, um, you have to assume that they're getting um, that kind of treatment, you know, from the, the mortgage market system. Even within even within this market that, that we have right now, uh, which uh, has been a little bit more favorable, uh, you know, not a, not like it was in the wake of the housing bubble and the recession, but we're still seeing this type of, of an approach uh, even afterwards. And maybe part of it is is that the the lenders have to be even uh, scrutinize uh, the this data even further because of what did happen in the past, correct? Yeah, well, one of the legacies of the financial crisis is we've got significantly tougher mortgage underwriting standards. And there's somewhat a plain vanilla, one-size-fits-all mortgage underwriting standards. And that's not very good at accommodating minority borrowers in general or anybody with any sort of non-typical, non-generic credit profile. So, um, you know, I think you're going to see, you know, when the dust settles on the last few years, that minority borrowers, I think we're already seeing it, in general are getting less mortgages than they did before. You know, the good news is they're not getting subprime loans because the subprime market has dried up completely, but they're not getting mortgages at all in right. many cases. Uh, Jun, uh, it looks like from, yeah. the, from the data that, that you brought forward that uh, the reporting looked at pre-recession, then the recession period, and then post-recession as well. Were there any right. any major differences in terms of of uh, of the data that you collected in terms of uh, how you know the uh, uh, the success or lack of success of women handling mortgages between those three periods of time? No, actually, we it, the results kind of consistent uh, for those three different periods for all those three different periods. We find that women perform better than uh, men. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Uh, it, that, I guess, in some respects, it, is it surprising to you or not surprising that the data is fairly similar across the board? Um, actually, we well, the thing is that we controlled everything, including the times and then um, their credit, um, credit profiles. So it's not as surprising. Um, one thing we want to say here is that um, the predictors uh, definitely miss something that can make the behavior of women different than the behavior of a man. So um, it can be fixed in, it may be already be fixed in the most recent FICO models or other models. Um, but, you know, since we use uh, old old-fashioned of the FICO scores, which is developed in 2003, um, maybe we did not pick it up. Guy? Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, I think there is some significant differences in the right. um, time bands that um, the study produced. As you see, 
you know, a female-only borrower had a credit score, average credit score of 684 in the 2004 to 2007 period, which is not considered a real strong one. Um, you look at the 2011-2014, the most recent period, and it jumped to 741, which is, you know, very much a prime um, category and, and territory. And if you also look at the delinquencies during that period, um, you know, for females or anyone, they went from over 20% to um, just about 2%, which is a huge, huge drop um, in terms of delinquencies and shows you, you know, the performance, particularly in the last uh, three or four years, has been very strong, and there's no reason whatsoever to treat, you know, women borrowers any worse than any of the other ones, including um, couples, male and female. But go into a little bit about the the difference it is for a an individual borrower in terms of getting a mortgage compared to a to a married couple at this point. Yeah, the interesting thing about um, it used to be, you know, uh, pre crisis that you average the credit score of two borrowers. Um, after the financial crisis, we went into um, paranoia mode a little more, and you take the lower credit score right. of the two borrowers, and that's pretty much the system um, that's being used right now. So to some extent, um, women shouldn't or single borrowers shouldn't be at a disadvantage if they've got a decent or strong credit score. In some ways, they can beat out a couple who may have fluctuating credit scores. That that process in terms of of taking the the lower score, I guess it's it's somewhat understandable considering of of what we went through during the housing bubble, and you do want to kind of bake in a little bit of protection uh, uh, in the process, correct? Yes, and you know it's pretty much we're risk adverse coming out of the foreclosure crisis, and as you point out, for good reason. Um, but you know perhaps you could have an averaging of credit scores. Um, and not necessarily assume the worst on, you know, the lowest on the borrower. Um, so, you know, that, that's one of the things I think the mortgage industry is working through at this point. Will we see that return at, at some point down the road, do you think? Um, we haven't seen it in nearly eight years. You know, a significant um, change in loosening underwriting. Um, I'm shocked that it's gone this long, that we've pretty much stayed this way. And frankly, as long as mortgage volume, particularly home purchase volume, remains relatively strong, mortgage lenders are reluctant to loosen standards. They tend to loosen standards when volume starts going down, as you might imagine. Right. Not necessarily the best time to do it, but that's historically when we've seen it. Guy Sakala, CEO of Inside Mortgage Finance, joining us as well as Jun Zhu from the Urban Institute. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Jun, that, that's, uh, that designation mm-hmm. between individual borrowers and, and, uh, and couples is really a, a, an important designation within the data that, that you're presenting, right. presenting in this report. Yeah, that's right. So um, there's like uh, um, some difference between a uh, single borrower and uh, um, a couples and couples. And part of it is also the fact that it's it's in terms of the couples, you're also uh, factoring in uh, uh, couples, uh, whether it be a male male couple or a female female couple as well. Right. So we we also ha- uh, we have like. Uh, um, um, single women, um, single men, and women um, as 
as a borrower and men as a co-borrower, um, men as a borrower and women as a co-borrower, and uh, women, women and uh, a man, man. Is the is it the expectation? I guess a guy that because this data has shown over you know a period of time that women borrowers tend to right. be better. Uh, that that this is a pattern that probably will continue despite some of the kind of the roadblocks that are that, that are uh, put there in front of women, guy. Oh yeah, I don't think there's any question that I think the data mm-hmm. shows that this is a, a pattern that's existed during very different um, mortgage origination and housing markets, and there's no reason to expect it wouldn't continue going forward. However, that doesn't mean the mortgage industry is going to wake up one day and say, gee, we've got to look at this completely different given these performance numbers. Jun? Yeah, so um, so basically I think, you know, we definitely find that, you know, if you just look at the um, characteristics, you know, women are have weaker characteristics, there's no doubt. And you can find that single women um, borrowers, they have lower income, um, and their lower income, actually, they also have smaller mortgages. But actually, their smaller mortgages eat up more of their income. Um, their FICO scores are marginally lower. Uh, and then, you know, despite this weak characteristics, we should predict that they will default more. Actually, in our study, we show that they actually pay their mortgage more reliably. So that's the finding. What's interesting in looking at a couple of the tables that that you have in this report, Jun, is that yeah. the, the the percentage of minority borrowers, kind of across the board, obviously dipped quite a bit in the wake of the recession. Uh, and but even in in the run back from the recession and from the housing bubble, those numbers haven't markedly gone back up. Right. Yeah. Yes. So um, we take a look at those minorities, um, you know, between the women and, uh, and, and the men. And uh, what we find is that uh, we find non-white borrowers like um, African-American, Hispanic, and others are more likely to default than the white borrowers. But within all those groups, um, like Af- African-American, Hispanic, and others, um, men are actually more likely to default than women in those minority borrowers. Yeah. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. The other interesting piece to it is that in terms of the the percentage of uh, of income that uh, that women have uh, in your study compared to men, uh, that's actually increased the 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 difference between men and women, which again goes back to something we talked a, a little bit about before, is the fact that 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 pay gap between men and women continues to to be a big issue in this country. Yeah, that's right. So um, actually, the weaker incomes is exactly what makes it pretty interesting. So women are actually better at paying their mortgage, but low incomes means weaker low uh, credit characteristics, right? So it's a prediction that a person with low income should not pay their mortgage as reliably. But um, our research find that despite their low incomes, women are better at paying their mortgage. 
Guy, I know you have to run in just a second, but, but just a final word from you in terms of this reporting and, and, and where we stand right now in 2016 in terms of, of people just looking to try and get mortgages these days. What do you see the trend being right now, and how do you see it playing out over the next few years, assuming, I guess, that, that we don't have another major recession and the economy keeps its, mm-hmm. its kind of incremental growth that we've been seeing the last few years? Well, the last couple of years, we've seen a continuation of the tight underwriting, which um, is not helping women only or single only uh, borrowers. And you can see, you know, from the study, um, in the most recent period, 2011, 2014, you know, women only have high credit scores, relatively low loan to value ratios, um, and not significantly higher uh, debt to income ratios, even though their income is significantly lower. What that tells you is that the underwriting is very tight, and they're getting mortgages, sure, but they're not getting a lot of them. Um, Going forward, I don't think we're going to see that change um, unless there's some regulatory push and there is likely to be a regulatory push. Um, federal regulators, including the Justice Department, are working on a number of cases against some large lenders talking about discrimination just like this in the case because they're saying, okay, you've tightened your underwriting, and the result is minorities across the board are getting less mortgages than they did before. And you've right. got to make a strong case on why that's so. Um, I think we're going to see some loosening of underwritings, at least some a more aggressive push by lenders to accommodate minority borrowers and lower-income borrowers, which will help women too. But but is that something that's going to play out over a you know a fairly, I don't want to say lengthy period of time, but it's going to be at least a, a, I would think a couple of years to be no able question. to try and get try and get that uh, get yeah, that push forward. About the next five years, are we going to see something? We're certainly not going to see any significant change in the next year or two. Right. Guy, thank you very much for uh, joining us. I know you have to run. Thank you again. You're very welcome. Great you, to be you, here. You, and great study, June. Take care. Thank Th- you. Thank you. Uh, June Zhu continues with us for the last few minutes. And I get, I get your opinion on how you think this is all going to play out as well, based on on the data that Guy just, uh, just uh, his opinions that he just kind of let, let forward. Yeah. So I think, you know, just one thing um, we should take away from our study is that, you know, um, we definitely need to develop more robust and accurate measures of the risk, try to ensure that we are not denying all those mortgages to people, especially women, you know, they are probably fully able to make good payments on their mortgage. So that's just one takeaway from the research we did. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. I'm guessing that because of the way that the, that the, the data has kind of presented itself, this is a study that, that bears watching at least through the next few years, correct? Yep. What is the, I guess the expectation is that, uh, that as you said, this will continue and we will see uh, because of the tight lending standards, uh, it will continue to be a little bit tough for women to be able to get the mortgages. But once they have them, that that hopefully they'll be able to to continue to do exceptionally well with them. Well, we hope that, you know, there's, uh, um, you know, there's uh, credit scores and those FICO scores, they can definitely do something. Actually, they kind of already did something. Um, try to incorporate um, some factors. They will, all, um, you know, kind of capture the um, actual performance of the mortgage. So 
um, you know, we hope that um, this will definitely ensure that um, uh, we are not denying all those mortgage to um, women and some other minorities. Um, they can pay good on their mortgage. I, I guess the other part to it is is that it will also, I guess, change the idea of, of what kind of property, what kind of home that uh, that uh, individuals, especially women, will be able to go for because the loan rate sizes are obviously a little bit smaller than, than what men are getting as well. Well, um, actually, we already take into account the loan size and the location, etc. And even control for those characteristics, we still find that, um, you know, women are um, better performance than a man. So there's definitely something else that is not captured, despite that all those things we are looking for at, um, to try to predict how well someone will do in paying their mortgage. 844-WHARTON is the number to give us a call. 844-942-7866 is the number. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you're more than welcome to jump in. We're talking with Jun Zhu of the Urban Institute, talking about the study that uh, they did uh, looking at uh, uh, the differences between uh, female and male borrowers in terms of the abilities to pay off mortgages. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Uh, the the percentage, I guess, the, the last thing to bring up is, I guess the percentage mm-hmm. of female-only borrowers own yep. more of their own properties than the male-only uh, male-only borrowers, correct? Yeah, that's right. So they actually pay more in their down payment. They are pretty conservative. So, so the percentage that they have to deal with uh, in terms of the overall loan value ends up being a little bit less than the than the male borrowers. That's right. Exactly. Uh, thank you very much for the for the reporting, June. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You got it. Uh, Jun Zhu with the uh, Urban Urban, uh, Institute joining us here on the show. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.